sit down in the chair with your B-O-Y, and let's do what we do best, let's chop this thing up. Gotta tell you that this episode is sponsored by my wife's business, her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. Check this out, it's time to share y'all stories with the world. Schedule your Discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www.tiamonique.com. And the name of that business is Let It Out of Cat. All right, y'all. Let's do what we do, man. Let's chop it up. It's still Black History Month. I am a black man. A proud black man, born in a crazy country, albeit I love it, but it still lives in a crazy country. And I'm going to talk about, in this virtual chair while I'm getting this virtual haircut, about Black History Month. The month is almost over. I celebrated a birthday in this month, February 18th, 1976. That was a cold-blooded year. 48 years around the sun. But let's talk about black history. Let's talk about the importance of black history. And I'm going to just throw out a few things in my opinion that I believe are important in black history. For that matter, history, period. Now we can start with the enslavement of Africans and those Africans who were bought via boat over to this country, who were occupied by uh, indigenous people, Native Americans. They came, we, uh, pilgrims came over and took over the land. And then after that, they decided that they didn't want to do no work on their own. They wanted to enslave someone to come do the work for them and give them absolutely nothing but room and board if you call living in a shack 
and eaten whatever slops or remained remains that was left over. That's how we became so innovative with swine, the pig, and all that. We found a way to eat. That right there should have been a sign on how intelligent the black person was, the black women, the black men. Found a way to cook something and make it taste edible. And in some instances, taste great. You know? So the enslavement of black people, be it what they be Africans, and bringing them over to do manual labor for free, basically, wasn't just manual labor. They got the pretty black women, the stud black men, and they took advantage of them. The women took advantage of the men, believe it or not, and the men definitely took advantage of our beautiful black women. So I'm saying that through it all, we still survived all of that. And then you look at the the freedom via the start of Abraham Lincoln putting in the freedom of slaves. It took I think it took fourteen months after the actual vote that the slaves were considered free, Juneteenth. And we're looking at uh so we're looking at almost 200 years of black folks supposedly having freedom because if you really want to know the truth yes on paper we were considered free and were able to leave slavery and do what a free man and free woman can do in this country and it wasn't really the case there was still the people in the south and some people in the north that really didn't consider it was why you had slaves because you didn't make it they were burned alive hung by uh, hung on trees they were murdered because they weren't allowed to leave the plantations that they were on white man down there didn't want to give a black person to just do which is sad considering that a lot of those descendants of the slaves turned out to be very important people and did some very important things that to this day are still being used. So you you push on now to Rosa Parks in December 1955. Hard day's work. Still segregation in Montgomery, Alabama. The, the black folk had to sit in the back of the bus while the white folks sat in comfort. And sometimes even when the black folks sat in the back of the bus, if there was a white person who needed a seat, you had to get up and give it to that person. Well, Rosa said, I'm not getting up. I'm tired. I work. And I feel I need to sit down just like anybody else. Well, that started the Montgomery boycott, the bus boycott, because she was arrested. She was pulled off the bus. She was arrested. Got a lot of civil rights activists, mainly Dr. Martin Luther King, who was also arrested and boycotting. And the, the black folks who made the Montgomery 
bus route uh, worth driving, they were losing money. And they were getting backlash from the states up north who allow freedom to the black people, black woman, black man. And because a lot of civil rights activists went down and got arrested and protested and boycotted the bus system in Montgomery, it started a huge, huge movement to not only free Rosa Parks and everyone else who was locked up, it also started a movement where the segregation was done away with on the buses. And then you got this around the same time, you had the civil rights movement, Brown versus the Board of Education, where segregation in schools was abolished. There was no colored only water fountain, colored only classes, colored only schools, white only schools. All that was a, was abolished. It was it was got it was destroyed. Didn't sit well with the common white man down in the south. It didn't sit well really across the country. Because we still as a as a people, as a race, were still looked down on. We weren't equal to the white man. We were we were below them. We were brought to this country to work for them all the things that they thought they were too, too good to do. Be a butler or a maid or run a plantation or or just manual labor. You know, uh, your, sex, your sex toys. You know, a lot of, it was a lot of black men that were over 6'4 and over 6'5. They were studded out like pit bulls like dogs because they were thought to if your genes were that good they could make uh, more like them so they would uh, actually stud the, the, the athletic healthy black man out and I read a story about there was one particular man I forget his name he was black man he was six foot seven and he was studded out not only to black women to make more slaves but to white women white women were to have sex with him and they were treated as white children especially if they were born real light back then you could pass a mixed child if he or she was light enough as a white person and they literally studied this man out to do that he, he made more slaves bigger stronger slaves who could do more work and he made um, mixed children because they also said that this man not only was he a big athletic guy he was a highly intelligent so he was used for his genealogy and his intellect. That should tell you something. All the black folk out there listening to this, and even some of the, the, the white folk who listen to the, the things that I'm saying, understand the history that we made in this country. 
that's a little known black fact, black history fact, that we were used as studs. We were used as animals to stud out. And we had great genes. We had very great intellect. I'm saying had. We have. I'm not going to even put past test on that because you have black men and women, which I'm going to get to in a few minutes. I'm getting my virtual space lined up. Enjoying this conversation with my, my fam in the in the virtual barbershop with me, we have done amazing amazing things for this country. Our the black people, mainly the black people, and I'm going to include my Latino brothers and sisters, and some of my Arab brothers and sisters in this. We make up the middle. And if you know this country, the middle class runs this country. The middle class are, we, our shoulders carry the brunt of this country. You have the extremely rich who get away with whatever they want to get away with. There's the middle class who go to work, go to the big three, go to whatever jobs it is that keeps the money coming in for the rich to get richer. And then there's the poor who are struggling to survive, and they get poor because the rich is getting richer off of our our backs, the middle class. That's how this country is ran. The country is ran by the minorities, mainly of black folk who we just brought over here. See, the, the our, our brown brothers and sisters, they had already felt poverty because the Dominican Republic, parts of Mexico, Puerto Rico, they trying to escape to come here thinking that it's better here, not knowing that it's just as bad here. Sometimes in, in, in certain instances, it's worse. So they're running to a place where they think it's paradise and it's not. So when they sit down and talk to us, they're like, oh, wow. We running from our country to run to the same thing you guys are running through. So we, we bind together and we get together and we work our tails off to think we're going to accomplish the American dream and be like our rich white counterparts. And some of our brothers and sisters that's rich up in the uh, upper echelon of the tax bracket or living, in, uh, living their best life, as we say it, when all actuality, they may be rich. They still don't really get the perks of the white man. They don't really get the advantages of the white man. They just up there, they got the money. They have the, the, the money and some of the power that they wanted to get. And at the end of the day, you're looking at we as the minority are trying to get somewhere that I honestly think we shouldn't even be trying to get. We should be trying to create generational wealth that our families that we created can take care of the families that they're going to create. That civil rights movement gave us equality as far as education and being able to work and do things like that. But when it comes to trying to strive to be great, we still have a lot 
to get over, including ourselves, because we are our worst own enemy sometimes. This month should have taught us it's the shortest month of the year. I, I celebrate it because I am a black man. Having said that, black history or not, whether they gave us a month or not, we are a part of this country's history, period. We fought in the Civil War. We fought in both world wars. We fought in the, in the uh, Iraqi war. We fought in every major war that this country was involved in. We are a part of this history. There are a lot of, of black men and women that have get given great contributions to this country, whether it be inventions or patents, anything like that. And I'm going to name a couple. Frederick McKinley. He created a whole lot of uh, refrigeration equipment. Those refrigeration equipments that you see on trucks that travel, some of them that's in trains and all that, those come from that black man. Granville T. Woods. He invented the coupling for, for trains to keep cars attached to trains. He, invent, he, he has patented over 40 different things on the railroad system. That's Granville, that's Granville T. Woods. We all know Dr. George Washington Carver, the inventor of, the inventor of peanut butter. He also invented soap. He also invented different ways to use the peanut besides being edible. You got the Tuskegee Airmen, a group of black fighter pilots who never lost a... Uh, a plane they were they were protected. Madam C.J. Walker, the first millionaire, first black millionaire, and she got rich by doing hair products. She was a self-made millionaire. Garrett Mo Morgan, inventor of the streetlight, inventor of the streetlight, a black man. I can go on and on, but those were just a few that I wanted to name. So you know that we helped make this country. And celebrating it for one month is cool. I celebrate it all year long. Because we are important. The black man, the black woman, the black family is important. Until recently, the black marriage stayed together. The divorce rate for black families was not as high as it is now. Back in the 50s and 60s, 30s, 20s, the black family was the ideal family. They stayed together and fought, made sure that their families were good. They didn't deal with a high rate of crime amongst each other because it took a village to raise families. When I was growing up in the in the eighties, in the nineties, if you were to get in trouble, the black community was so tight knit 
that if you got in trouble and your family knows other families in the neighborhood, that family was allowed to punish you. Then you got home and got punished by your big mama, by your grandma, by your uncles, by your mom, by your dad. All that happened. Now, it wasn't physical. It might have been you got a whooping. It depends on how bad or what you did. You might have got a whooping. But it started off with that stern talking to by your play aunt who grew up with your real aunt, who told your real aunt, and you got that stern talking to from your real aunt. And if you had a cold-blooded uncle like I had, cold-blooded uncles, if you did anything that was out the ordinary, you was getting your head split. Then she, then your uncle went and told your grandmother, which is his mother, and your mama's mother. Now, like I said, it depends on the grandmother. My grand, my grandmother, she was a, she was a rock. She was the rock of our family. Before her, it was Big Mama, her mother. Those were the two rocks of our family. And if they had to put their hands on you, oh, they're gonna put their hands on you. But they did it with love. They didn't do it with malice. It was love behind it. The black family was raised like that back when I was growing up. Can't do that now. You gave the kids too much power. And corporal punishment is not really welcome like it was back then. You know, that's considered abuse. So now that you gave the kids something to argue about and say they're abused, half these kids need their tail kicked by the black, black family. Maybe they won't be in so much trouble. Now, I'm not saying you beat them within an inch of their life, but you let them know who's in charge and who deserves the respect. That's another thing that the black family didn't didn't play with. You respected all your elders. There was no talking back and I get to say what I want to say whether you like it or not. You conversated with the elders and they allowed you to talk with them with respect. Once disrespect come in, your conversation is cut. It's over. And we respected that. None of that is going on right now. History is changing for the black family. Black history is getting worse. And I know y'all going to hate me when I say this, but Black Lives Matter, man, that movement has its ups. It has more downs than ups. Because, of course, you're going to protect your black life when a, another race tries to destroy the life. What happens when we destroy ourselves? If black lives matter, it doesn't matter who's destroying the life. You have to make sure that life that you're protecting matters. If, if a black man kills a black man, black lives matter should step up. The murder needs to be protected. It's family. They need to know what's going on. And if the murderer is one of us, then get on it. Period. That's the one flaw that I have with the Black Lives Matter. It's the, the big, actually, it's the biggest flaw. Because the civil rights movement was made to make us equal. We supposed to be equal. And we supposed to be helping each other out. We're not supposed to be killing each other. And doing what we're doing to each other. We are way too important 
to be taking each other out. I'm from Detroit. It's been a many a time that Detroit was the murder capital of the world. People still scared to come to Detroit. To this day, they still scared to come to Detroit. Now, when I was growing up in the 80s, when crack cocaine and all that stuff came, yeah, Detroit was rough because it was a hub. It was, you know, some of the biggest dope dealers are from Detroit. Some of the biggest drug lords reside from from Detroit. Because one thing about cities like Detroit, Gary, Indiana, and St. Louis, Miami, they know how to adapt. They know how to they know how to hustle, man. New York, uh, uh, Baltimore, uh, Dayton, Cleveland, all these cities where L.A. Oakland, where it's predominantly ran by the brothers, they know how to survive. They know what to do. And the sad part about it, that's a part of black history. You got the good, you got the bad. It's all black history. It's all part of who we are. Is it right? No. Can we make it better? Absolutely. We have to do our part to keep making history that matters. History that means something. And it's not just for one month. It's year round. They gave us a month. whoop you do Yes, okay, we're going to celebrate it. We celebrate our history year round. What Anita Baker say from beginning to end, 365 days of the year? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate black history. And I'm proud to say I am a black man with a heritage and a history worth talking about. And I'm just talking about black history in general. My personal, personal history, I'm definitely part of that. Proud of that. I have no issue with it because it's a part of me. We have to understand that black history, we can keep making history on the positive side if we keep pushing on to do the right thing. Raise our kids to know that you have to, in order to be respected, you have to give respect. You weren't born with it. It takes respect to get respect. Stop thinking that being intelligent is soft. And being carrying a gun makes you tough. A lot of times, carrying a gun makes you a coward. Because if you brave enough to just shoot anybody for any reason other than protection, you're a coward. That's bad history. That's George Floyd is bad history. Police standing on this man's neck almost nine minutes and killing him for no apparent that's that's history in a negative light that took a black man from us that didn't need to be taken from us. Rodney King, bad history. Mathers Green, they got beat here in Detroit, bad history. All these police officers that's just killing black men and black women for no reason at all, just because they can. They making history for us. It's negative history. You don't need negative history. You need positive history. 
we need us to band together and continue to show that we are one of the most, if not the most, intelligent group walking this planet. The strongest group walking this planet. That's why they came and got us. Because of our because of our intellect and because of our genes, our genetic makeup, they need us. They needed us. And they still need us. Because we still make this country go around. We still make things happen, Cap. We still do things that's making history every day this year. You see a whole lot of little kids, 13, 14 years old, black kids that's in college. My daughter is, is, is a genius. And she's also multi-talented. Plays the piano, act, sing. To go with that intelligence, and she's beautiful. Her mother, beautiful black woman, entrepreneur, best-selling author, owner of multiple businesses, owner of her own TV show. Come on, man. I have my podcast. I have my own business. It's the signs of a black man. Signs of a black woman. Sign of a black family. They need us because we make this country go wrong. We make history every minute, not every day, every minute. If we take a breath, we're making we're making history around here because that's what we were born and bred to do. God knew what He was doing when He made the black family. You don't make mistakes. And at the end of the day, to all my brothers and sisters out there, and to all my white friends who understand what we've been through, God bless you all. Understand that befriending a black person is probably one of the best things you can do. Because we can teach you some things that you thought you would never know. Happy Black History Month, people. Happy Black History, period. I was glad to talk about with y'all on this. Great subject. Now that we getting that talk on that talk on our neck, that line up finished up in the virtual chair. Time for us to get up out of here, but before we go, I have to also say that Chopping It Up with D. Randall is also sponsored by Creative Aid Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement, website design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email camera at tmonique.com for more information. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at symbol. T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And that is Creative Eight Incorporated. Now, I'm going to also tell you that Chopping Up with D. Randall has a Patreon page. And I'm on the link to that Patreon page is H-T-T-E-S colon backslash backslash B-I-T period L-Y backslash chopping it up C-H-O-P-P-I-N-I-T-U-P That is the link to the Patreon page. It was fun talking with y'all, man. We're going to do this again. This is your boy, D. Randall. 
Until next time, when we're ready to chop it up, I'm going to holler at you. Peace. Thank you.